<coughs> so in the fourth sort of um, session, the halacha, we learned that the halacha follows Rabbi Matam, right? Um, that it, Tam Ki'ikar is Min HaTorah B'Shari Suri. Shari Suri means Nan Basar B'Kalav. Okay? Do you need, uh, like, some paper or something? I mean, I do. Did you come without, you know? I, I had a flat. So, uh, so you know what to do? Grab, grab, I'm sure there's some paper there. Anybody have an extra pencil yeah. for him or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get you set up, you know? Yeah. The only thing we can't supply is a brain. If you didn't bring your brain, we're in trouble. Okay? But everything else we can provide for you. Not working? By the way, they just gave me the latest issue uh, of uh, Misora. Yeah, sorry. The new latest issue of Misora is full of the Rubs Torah on, you know, a ton Is that of a it. new one? Yeah, it was just in my box. No, it's but like I said, a new, because I don't remember oh, that right. being here last time I was. No, this is, uh, this is my mailbox I found this morning. Oh, yeah. so I'm saying the journal itself is new. No, the journal's been around for a while. It's uh, put out by the, y- by the OU. The editors are two people that you may have heard of, Rav Schechter and Rav Ganek. You may have heard Ooh. of them. Yes, right. Okay. <coughs> okay. So here we are. The halacha follows Rabbeinu Tam. Then in non basar b'chalav, everybody holds Tam ki ikar is minatorah in basar b'chalav. In non basar b'chalav, in called sha'ari surim, right? The Tam ki ikar is the araisa. And remember that the machlokis revolved around that sugya that we saw tipas chalav, right? Where we had a vayiv rava, and a rava answers and says derech bishul asratora. You can't learn from it. But he's just saying, remember the Tosa says, ba'alma. he was just saying, your proof isn't any good, right? He wasn't arguing for the Shita, okay? So we, in the end, decide that Tom Kikar is Minatora. So in seeking a, a coherent you know, view of the Halakha, we, we have a number of Talmudic sources then that we need to align. Some of them we've seen, most of them we've seen. So we begin that task, right, by intermediating all the sources that deal with Tom Moa, Mama Show, and Tom Ki'ikar, and that's what we did in the previous two <laughs> sessions, right? Okay, we brought those into um, agreement with each other. Okay, that brought us to the conclusion then that the presence of perceptible flavor of Esor is prohibited Minatora. Now, we have two additional facts on the ground that we have to incorporate this morning into our analysis. So, <clears throat> the first one, I gave you the source from the Gemara in uh, Tzadi Zayin Amidala. If you have the Gemara, you can open it. Otherwise, it's on the sheet that I sent out. Uh, but it's on Tzadi Zayin Amidala. And it's, pr- it's probably worth flipping to if you can. <clears throat> and note again that the two authorities that are mentioned here are Rava and Rabbi Yochanan, and we previously noted the central roles of Rabbi Yochanan and Rava in Sugyos Abav, Bavli, and in Sakhalacha, right? So these are important figures, okay? Anybody have the printed out Makoros without the, you have it with you? Yeah. Okay, all right, good. Uh, are you doing it on that? Can you see? Well, he has a Gemara and he has the print, can you just uh, hand yeah. the printed? Okay. Okay, you can see that. For me, that's for me. For me, that's that's um, it's Mikhsholif Neha Iver. You know, I, when I I'm looking at my BlackBerry like this, I can driving. barely see it. You know, especially if you're driving. Especially when I'm driving. Right. Thank you. Okay, Amarava may Reish Havakakashali. He says I, at the beginning I didn't really understand, and Kasha means. By the way, we notice in the Gemara Rebbe says, let's be sensitive. It's not just means that it's difficult. It means that it's not coherent or consistent with another source. Right? Whenever the Gemara gives a kasha, they'll say, kasha this, and they'll raise another source. Right? So it means it's not coherent with another source. So may kasha li haditanya, kidera shebishel babasar, lo yivashel bachalav, vim bishel benosein tam. Truma, now here his kasha is one of Havana. Bishlama truma. I understand truma because if you have a, a, a dish in which truma might, the flavor might be there, taim la kohen. A kohen can taste it because it's, it's not usher to him. El abasa b'chalav. A kohen can't taste it. Man taim Who could taste it? 
Now that Rabbi Yochanan says we can rely on a kfeila arama, a non-Jewish kfeila, Rashi translates kfeila as a nachtom, but it means like a professional baker or something of that sort, right? So it must be that this brysa agrees with, or Rabbi Yochanan is built upon the brysa. The brysa is re- referring to this opinion that we can rely on human tasting to determine if the flavor of Easter is perceptible. So Ravashita is built upon Rabbi Yochanan, making it strong indeed. <coughs> And this then leads to Rubba's general enumeration of the requirements for Bitul Iser Beheter. Amar Rava. Amor Rabbanan Bitama. The rabbis say flavor. The Amor Rabbanan Bikfela, and they talk about Kfela. The Amor Rabbanan Bishishin. Now, and they talk about Shishin. Now, this, if we just had that, we could say, well, maybe they require all three of them, right? But. Let's take the cases individual and with particular care. Hilkach, mean b'sheinomino deheitera b'tama. What does it mean deheitera? That it's mutter to somebody, like truma, like a kohen can taste it, right? The isura where no one could taste it, no Jew. Then bikfela. Then you rely upon a non-Jew. If we have mean b'sheinomino deheitera, meaning that it's mutter to some Jew, we give it to that Jew to taste. What's the classic example here from the Brisa? Right? Truma. Right? Yeah. Okay? The coin tastes it. The coin who's entitled to sample the Truma tastes the Tarovis to see if there's Nisinas Tam Truma. That makes good sense. If it's Isura, then we rely on a non Jewish taster. Now, an obvious question is whether this is sufficient or necessary. Oh, what do I mean? Is Rubber merely coming to say that in the case of mean beinomino, it would be enough to rely on Timas Kfele, namely it's sufficient? Or is he coming to say that we must have, among other things, Timas Kfele, namely it's necessary? Right? Where did I get that language? I made it up, necessary for sufficient? Did I make that up? No. It comes from? Not, it's not Billy it? Joel? It wasn't the Beatles? It was a guy named Aristotle. And not Aristotle Onassis, who was married to the late Jacqueline Kennedy. It was Aristotle, the philosopher. Why would you assume that from the Gemara, though? Yeah. Well, why, I, I don't, I'm not assuming anything. I don't have any, I don't have any, um, well, you'll see a reason why I would think that. But how do I, I why, the only reason you could say that I shouldn't be asking that is that there's one of those that's more simple. One of those. I'm saying everything else goes. Everything else is more sufficient. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. Is it? Could you could you claim it would be necessary in the other cases? Maybe. I don't know. Well, let's take them individually. Okay. okay. So let's keep your question. Okay. All right. There's another possibility. Of course, kfela might be a necessary condition only if one's readily available. That could also be the case, right? In fact, Umin bimino deleka lemekamatama, you can't taste the flavor. Inami also, mean bishenomino di sura deleka kfela, then bishishi. Okay, we're honing in on a parish, right? So Gemara seems to be saying if there's no kfela, then shishim is sufficient. How about if there's no shishim though? How about if we just have kfela? Okay? So flip ahead in the Gemara to the bottom of Tzadi Ches Amad Aleph, if you will, for a second. And I'll remind you of the Gemara that we saw already. So remember that we saw two traditions in the Memra of Rabbi Hoshua ben Levi Mishum Bar Kapara. We keep on returning to this. The first is the one we accept, Lehilchasa. Amar Rabbi Chia Bar Abba, Amar Rabbi Hoshua ben Levi Mishum Bar Kapara. Kol Isurim Shebetorah B'Shishim. Now, this statement also has its own indeterminacy, doesn't it? Yeah. We could read it as a sufficient condition, namely, every Torah Easter is nullified if there's shishim times its volume in the Heter. Or we could read it as necessary. Every Torah Easter requires 60 times its volume in Heter in order for there to be Beetle. Now, taking the two sugis together leads to a bundle of possible shitos. If we read both kfela and shishim as necessary, 
namely that we require kfalif, one's available, and shishim all the time, then we'd have the following shita. If a kfalif is available, then the tarovus is a surah until a non-Jew tastes it. And we must confirm that there's at least shishim in the heter to nullify the iser. Now, there's got to be at least one Rishon who says that, right? So, you know, the way other people here say, you, you learn the Rishonim shitos and then you try to memorize them. I try to f- figure out what are the possible shitos that could be from the Gemara, and then I look for who must have said it. Okay? So it has to be somebody who says that. Whenever the material is amenable to a particular alignment of sources, we're likely to find a Rishon who does it that way. We can reconstruct the shitos by duplicating the logic, which is my derech. So in fact, Rabosai, this is Rashi Shita. Daftzari Ches Amaral Dibur Maskil B'Shishim. You have it there. Hecha Debadkine, the Lo Yahiv Tama, where we've had, somebody's tasted it, tested it out, and it doesn't. There's no time of of the Isur. Inami Leka Lemekam Atama Kigomim Bimino, or where you can't. Avalhecha de badkine, the Yahiv Tama, Leolam Tama lo batel, Kidamar Bechama Duchti. And just to make it perfectly clear, look at the last few words of Rashi. Alma, Ki lo Yahiv Tama, Nami by Inan Shishim, Lamar, Umeya Lamar. So that's Rashi. The force of the statement of Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, Mishum Bar Kapara, in both versions is according to Rashi, to render the requirement of Shishim necessary rather than merely sufficient. Okay, I think you're going to have to like write on a piece of paper, necessary is this, sufficient is that, right? Just to remember what they are. Okay? Okay, are you with me? Yeah. Mordecai, you're yeah. with me? Okay. Now, we could read, how else could we align the sources? Well, we could read kfela as sufficient. Namely, if a kfela tastes the tarovis and confirms that there's no perceptible tamadisura, then the tarovis is mutaris and we're done. No shishim required. Again, this would also be an obvious alignment of the sources. And we should find a rishon that follows this path. You don't have to look far. Look at Tosus, Dibra Maso, Koli Surin, Shevatorah B'Shishim on the same Amud. Perish bekuntras the afkilo yahiv tama by shishim ve'enira, and so to summarize, if a kfeila tastes the taruvas, and he compare confirms that there's no perceptible flavor of isur, then we do not require shishim. Rashi says we do, and of course, following the explicit statement of the sugi on Sadi Zayin, if there's no kfeila, then we can certainly rely on shishim. Now, to see that this, how this worked to Alafa, you can confirm yourselves. The Rush agrees in these details with the Tosus, and you'll find it in Paragita Nasha Siman Chavtes. But the base Yosef brings it. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, I was just wondering, with Tosus, so the only way we could say Shishim is even an option to get off the ground is if there's no Kfela? Uh, is that correct? No, that would be, Rashi would say that. That's for Rashi. Rashi would no, say... R- Rashi says that it's necessary. Yeah, but he says, but if there's no kfela, then you can rely on shishim. But if you have the possibility of kfela, you have the muchazer after kfela. They say, once you have shishim, uh-huh. right, if, uh, all, their only thing is, is um, it, it, see, what they're disagreeing with is, Perish Rashi, lo tama. if the guy tasted it, do you still need sh- you, do you still need shishim? And they say no. So that's where they differ. Uh-huh. Okay? So, so in my case, uh, they're, they're, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know yet. Okay? Now, you, maybe you can reason. I think Mordecai could reason from it, because he was suggesting that you could read. Implicit in what you said was that you could reason from that case. Uh, I'm going to show you that, that in a second. Let's look in the base Yosef. He makes an important diuk in the words of the Rush that we need to explicitly note Lahalacha. I gave it to you there, but you can find it in the base Yosef if you want. Venire mi divrei arosh. Dehad de kamar im dim yeshbo shishim ein sarich lachzor achar davar acher. You don't even have to worry about it. Okay? If it has shishim. Lahatiro. Hainu lomar. Demistama 
some chinuch. We make the general presumption that the mistama, some chinuch, the lo yahiv tama, yoser mishishim. Now, ha in ta'amo so, the eshkach be tama, and you can taste it, I feel yeshbo meya o yoser, then it is aser. The tama lo batel. V'chein hiskimu harashba v'haran. So, Tom is not an Indian of Beetle in his language, right? If there's Tom, done. No good. Doesn't matter what the proportions are. Okay? Now, we'll put this all together. But once the Aino Yehudi states that he can taste the flavor of the Esau, we're finished. Shishim only works as a marker for Tom, an indicator. So we can assume if there's Shishim, that means stomach, there's no Tom. If we know empirically that there is, though, then shishim is irrelevant. So we have a machlokis rishonim with Rashi on one side and a cadre of major rishonim on the other. The halacha follows, of course, the Rashi Vesiyaso and his group. Okay. So now that we've clarified the relationship between shishim and kfela, we need to answer a second question. On what basis is Kfela reliable in Yisra Behetar? Yeah. Sorry, can I ask before we get to yeah, that please. please. So it sounds like the Russian Tosfos are on the same page? Yes. Rashi's on the same page? Yes. yes. But if you go back to reading the Gemara, like where does Rashi get that Shishim would be a necessary clause before all those other things? Because the way he explains Kol Yisra Meshav Torah B'Shishim, that's the way he takes that statement. Take from and yes, that's what I think. Close to the yes, that's what I think. Because that's Rabbi Yochanan. And it's said, sorry, it's said, it's Rabbi Yoshua, and you have two opinions, and all it is is the difference in the number, and the Gemara argues it all out and learns them there. It's got a nice long sugya. So he says that Mamre says, Kali Surin Shabbatorah Bishishim seems to, to him to mean it requires Shishim. Every Torah Easter requires Shishim. But wouldn't Sadi Zion take that into account by the fact that the last statement is B'Shein Amina Yisura Deleka Kefela B'Shishim? It's only in the case when you can't have that tasting, when the taste is imperceptible or you don't have a Kefela already. Tosus makes far more sense to me, yes. Okay. Yeah, it makes far more sense to me. And thankfully, that's the halacha, okay. right? Okay, now where does that all flow from, right? Partly it flows from the fact that Rashi is sort of irrelevant here anyway, because Ra- what does Rashi maintain in Tom Kikar? That's the robot, right? Okay? All right. So anyway, let's... Um, now, what's the whole basis for Kfela? Okay, I have a nice year on, at least in my opinion, on Eidechad Neman Bisurin on the web if you're interested, but we're going to not deal with that explicitly here. Okay? In the last parak of Baba Kama, the Gemara discusses the acceptability of two kinds, categories of human beings who do not participate in the judicial system as judges and witnesses. Remember, if you can be a judge, you can be a witness, you can be a witness, you can be a judge, you cannot. If you're exempted from those, you can't, right? Okay, now, before, you know, um, Dr. Ringel leads the protest of feminists out of the room, right? I'm going to say that when the halacha, <laughs> when the halacha puts two groups together, what? I have to pick on somebody, right? And you're such a good guy, right? So when the halacha puts two groups together, that doesn't mean they have the same social status. It's not an absurd. It's not a. It just means qua the halacha, they're the same, right? So the rabbis weren't politically correct. Who who are those two groups that don't participate? Tanim and Nashim. Okay, it's not to say that you know Nashim are not chashuvos. The Mishnah teaches us a case where ownership is only Drabanan, and Chazal may have permitted them to give testimony since the case is only Drabanan. If it's a Drabanan Indian, then Chazal can believe whoever they want because it's their Indian. Why do they exempt Kitanim and Nashim from the Torah? Because that's the Torah's law, right? Okay. Not anything I can do about that. In a dispute over ownership in a Torah matter, of course, Chazal couldn't effect movement of property on their own. So the perfect case is something called a nechil. You ever heard that word? A swarm of bees. A swarm of bees that's found on one's property does not, according to Torah law, belong to the owner of the property. Why would anybody care? Mm-hmm. Yeah, besides that, what else? Honey. Honey. Yeah, it would be worth some money. Now, 
Why is it that the property doesn't establish ownership? Because bees are migratory. They move around. They're itinerant. You can ask one. He'll tell you. They, if you ask a bee, where are you from? They, they usually won't say. Okay? They don't hang around necessarily in one place. Trust me. Chazal, however, instituted ownership in order to avoid legal disputes. You can't leave something that's going to come to strife. So in Babakam, in Dafkuf Yudalad Amid Aleph, if you have access to the internet, you'll find it, but I gave you some of the sources of it. I just forgot to type in Babakama. The Mishnah cites the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan ben Broka. Nemenes isha okot and lomar mikan yatsa So these two categories of individual may generally not give testimony are appropriate witnesses to say that a nechil of, of bees originated on a particular piece of property. That that's where it was first seen. So it's no wonder that Gemara immediately asks, Kufya Dawud Amud Beis, Isha Bakutin, Vinay Edus Ninhu? They're part of the judicial system? Women and minors do not participate in the legal system, not as judges and not as witnesses. So how does the Mishnah accept their testimony here in the case of a Nikhil Shel Devori? It's from Baba Kama, right? The courts relying on their anecdotal evidence in order to establish ownership? So Shmuel comes along to clarify the case. Amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Shmuel. Hacha b'mayaskinan. Kigon shayu miradfin acharehem. Ve'isha v'katan me'sichin l'fituman v'omer mikan yatsa nechil zeh. If the owner had been misya'esh, the bees would belong to whoever property they alit. We have here both an indication that the owner was still asserting his balus, there was no yeush, and hadn't been Misiyayish, for he was chasing after the bees to gather them up. And they testified here, Lefi Tumam. They didn't know. People just said, can you just tell us, where did the bees come from? They said, over there. They weren't. All they were doing was providing facts. That is, they did not understand the legal consequences of the information they were providing, so the court cannot be said to be relying upon them as normal witnesses. So you see Rashi there, which is very precisely worded. Meradfin akarehem, kodem dibor hakatan, deraglayim ledavar deshalohem. The words of the cotton, who is an invalid witness, only come to support other evidence. Raglayim ledavar is a technical term in the judicial system for circumstantial evidence that relaxes the requirements for formal aidus. Okay. But it also doesn't have the same teeth as formerly. It sure doesn't. So see, for example, I give you a little reference here, if you can squint into your Blackberry, right? Okay? Uh, okay? Siman Beis in Choshen Amishpat. I give you the words of the Aruch HaShulchan, who summarizes very well. Afal Pisha Ein Danin B'chutz La'aretz Dinei Nefasho Sumalkos Suknasos Mikomakom im roim bezden, sha shaat sericha lakach, sha am prutsim baveros, dani, hakol kifit sorecha sha'a. Okay? And then he writes, alpi rishon hamalkos. Why? Government censor. With the consent of the, of the local authorities. Vafiluk sha roim liyachid, shahu parutz baveros. I've seen people like this. Yecholim lekanso, you can put a kanas on him. Kfi re'oseinehem, even though dine kanasos may not still be around. Ilvilvad shetihei kavanosam l'shmayim. They have to be, you know, have pure pure intention here. Now, and these are the important words. Vafilu ein bedavar edus gemura ela sheyesh raglayim ladavar. That explains what raglayim ladavar is, right? Some, Vikala, and there's a, a voice or rumor, the low pasik, and there's a per, 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 pervasive rumor. Veleka oivim de mafke lekala. And we can't identify that it's coming from anybody who's got a, an interest in hurting the, one of the parties. If they have the enforceability. Um, 
שאם נעמיד הכל על הדין, ונצרך עדים והסרה, נמצא העולם חרב. The world can't exist if we had to set everything up according to the strict requirements of the law. Oh, that's a pretty powerful. You know, so I, I turn your attention to that. I don't have a lot to say about it today, but I think it's interesting, right? It's worth your attention, right? Okay. So Rav Yehuda, by the way, who's Rav Yehuda that we just mentioned before? He's the Talmud Mufak of Rav and Shmuel. So this is a very strong argument to establish the force of the Mishnah. If this works, then the Kfeila may be in a position to provide evidence as to the presence of Tamadi Surah. Particularly according to Rashi, by the way, it requires Kfeila and Shishim, so there could certainly be Raglain Ladavar that there's no perceptible flavor. So there are ways to explain the Gemara according to the other Shitos as well. We could argue that in the end, the Gentile has no reason to lie since he doesn't know what we want uh, the outcome to be. We will in the end find out anyway when we taste it ourselves. The Bala Sugya attacks the second part of Shmuel's argument by citing a statement of Ravashi. Amar Ravashi. Ein mesich lefitumo kasher, ela le'edus isha bilvad. What's edus isha? Aguna. Okay? Ravashi cites the general rule that we can use mesiach lefitumo when somebody reports something without knowing why, just innocently, to avoid an Aedis problem only in one general case, to permit a woman to marry on the basis of an invalid witness conveying information to Fitumah, I saw her husband die. So what gives? The Bala Sugya reports Ravina's question to Ravashi, which focuses the discussion on the Mishnah in Babakama. Amarle Ravina le Ravashi, below. We cannot rely on an invalid witness, Mesir le in other cases besides Aedis Isha, so if you're wondering why, by the way, I keep on injecting the, the Bala Sugi here, that word, the Bala Sugi, it's because Ravina connects Ravashi to the Mishnah here in his objection to Ravashi's general statement. It's clear that it had to have been made in another context, and it's the Gemara that's citing the Shaklavatari between them to understand our Mishnah, just, you know, to read carefully. So how could Ravashi accommodate his Klal given our Mishnah here in Baba Kama. So Rabina, Rabina's question of Ravashi is somewhat difficult. Ravashi says, we only accept a non-kosher witness unconditionally with no extenuating circumstances in one case. Edusisha. The case of Nikhil has been defined to be more than that. There is Raglain de Davar, plus the questionable testimony. Couldn't want to answer very simply that Ravashi applies only when there's nothing but the suspect Edus? So there's an excellent discussion of this Gemara in the Shev Shmaisa, in the seventh Shmaisa Parakasir, and I give you a, um, a little taste of it because I'm going to talk next time about the Shev Shmaisa or in some other time. It's a safer that during your yeshiva years you should encounter. It's it's a big yeshivish safer. It's very often in the start of a shir, not the end of a shir. Right? So you know, um, it has to do with chazaka and rov, basically. Okay. Let's read a little bit of it. First, he quotes the well-known kasha of the marshal and the yam shel shlomo. So you have it in front of you. Do you have it? Uviyam shel Shlomo, Perak Hagozel Basra, the second Hagozel, Vizelushono, Viyeshli Tema Vesugyazo, My Parich Ravina Laravashi. What, what's Ravina asking Ravashi? Damar Ein Mesich Lefi Tumo Kasher Ela Leiduzisha. Ravin Nechil Shel Devorim De Kasher Mesich Lefi Tumo. Umeshani answers Shani Nechil. The Kenyan de Rabbanenu, the Harei b'Nechil shall devorim lo Irei b'Meisich lefitumo lechud. It's not just Meisich lefitumo. Elat Sarich af Redifas habali macharehem. They have to show that they haven't been mismaayish. But al shem shehel lo mizeh de ein Sarich Redifas habali 
Ella Bichdeshe Ye Yadua Shaloni Shaishu Abali. The Afogad the Stam Lomiaye Shacha came in the Ainla Ella Mesiach Lefitomo Lahachi Tsarich Beiru. I'm going to explain. Shebivadai Loni Shashu Habali. Ulai Af Rashi Perish came to Raglaimla the Varsha Ain Shalo. Klomo Shaloni Shashu Ain Shah. The Tayrits of the Yamshal Shlomo is that the owner chasing the bees is only necessary if one doesn't know for certain that there was Yehush. If we know that there was Yehush, then the testimony of the Katan is acceptable in any case, without qualification and no requirement of Radifa. Therefore, the case is parallel to what Ravashi says, and the question of Ravina is a good one. Now, the Shev Shemaisa does not read Rashi that way. Why inject Yehush and make it Raglaim Ledavar that there was Yehush? It seems clear as day that the Davar of which Rashi speaks isn't the Yehush, it's the claim of ownership. There's an indication that he's telling the truth. So the Shev Shmaisa, citing other Achroni, says that Edus Isha works as Raglaim Ledavar. The Gemara in Yevamos asserts that a woman is very careful when she makes a claim to remarry, since she knows that if the first husband shows up, she'll have to leave the second, and any children will be mamzeru. Ravina cites the Nikhil case because it operates on the same basis. So you have the sources. They're worth pursuing if you have time. What do you mean that it operates on the same basis? Can anybody explain? Okay, which if which? No one running after it, then then of course it's Hefker. Yeah. So what do they need? Anyone no, the no, he's running after it shows a, that he hasn't given up. Right. Who's the Baal's The first the Baal's running after it. And them. the children are running after it also. No, the no, Baal is they running after it. They just saw it. They're they're se- they're separate. The children just say, by the way, it came out of his place. Okay. So this so guy's running after it. So if they you, so when you put the two of those together, you put the two exactly, exactly. But they're against each other. Right. So therefore, then it says that there's no right. There's no, um, you know, it's it's not really a case of adis. It's a case of like raglayin ledavar adis, which is an adis gemura. Because they're they're not establishing the vows. They're establishing that here was a miyash, which establishes the vows. Well, the his chasing them establishes right, that, that's he what I'm right. that he's not miyash. Right. is what establishes his vows. They're just yeah. proving that he wasn't miyash. No, they're proving that it came from his place. They're just adding that he just wasn't a stom guy who chases bees. But who's hearing this kids, these kids talking, right? The Besden. So you're so you, so the whole the whole act is a formal act of bringing the kid in front of a court. Yeah, but it's not considered a. It's not right. It's not okay. like there's no eum. So what did you say? Yeah. What did you say? And that's it. Yeah, that's you guys. You know. Why do you need the kids at all? Why isn't the ball enough? Be- oh, because they. W- the the kids are its, are additional proof. Let's just put it that way. Okay. okay. So how do we accommodate Nechil Shon Devorim Rav Ashi's statement? Shining Nechil Shon Devorim to Kenyan to Rabban and who? Rav Ashi limits the disqualification of non-witnesses to Torah matters. Since the Torah doesn't convey ownership of the bees found on one's property... All the Rabbanon are doing is defining their own rabbinical institution of bee ownership. The Rabbanon can give and the Rabbanon can take away. In a Torah matter, however, invalid witnesses have no role to play, except, of course, in the exception noted by Ravashi and his Klal, Edus Isha. And that's what that's about. Only Torah matters. So how are you comparing his Isha to the Nechel So we're not. So then in the end, what he's doing, he says this is different, and that's the force of what his answer is, Shani Nechil Shal Devorim to Kenyan to Rabbanu. And that's why he said it. Should make sense to you now. Yeah, no, right? it, it, it does make sense to me. Yeah. But, okay. yeah. but then the Gemara goes on and asks, Udiraisa lo? V'amar Rav Yehuda Amar Shmuel, Maseh Ba'adav Echad, Shayam Esich Lefi Tumo, Vomer, and he said, Zichuranik Shani Tinok, Umurkvani Al Ksefo Shaabai was my father was carrying me. Vhotsiuni mi besa sefer, the Hivshituni Eskitonsi, 
to eat that night truma. Rabbi Hanina Messiah Bahaki, the Chabe Rai bedealing me many, and my friends didn't play with me, by you Corino see Yochanan Ochel Chalos. The Hale and on that basis Rebbe considered him Haleu Rabbi Rebbe Likuna Alpiv. What does that seem to say? Yeah, so as as an adult, someone reports things that happened to him when he was a child. So we're gonna have we should have occasion to revisit this at a later date when we reach Bezos Hashem the dinim of Safek. Right now in Kai Makom Lahari. But this is a great uh, a great case. What's the Mai say by the way? They took him to Mikveh since a child wouldn't have been careful about touching Devarim Tmein, right? And Rebbe, Rabbi Huda Nasi, no less validated him for eating Truma. So what does the Gemara then answer? The Truma Drabonin. It was only Truma that was as Rashi explained, Rebbe lived after Chorban Abais, right? So this may have been in accordance with the opinion that the later kibush of Eretz Yisrael doesn't establish permanent kedusha regarding truma lo kicha leti lavo. Okay, so it's not the best example, but vakati diaraisa lo the Gemara asks vahaki asa rav dimi barav chana kartigna vaamri la rav acha kartigna mishtae he was this is dealing with. Maseh Balifne Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi. Ramri la Maseh Balifne Rebbe. Betinok echad shayame sichlifi tumo. Vamar ani ve'imi nishpenu levein ha'akum. We were captured. Yatsasi lishov mayim. I went out to draw water. Dati alima. But I, I was thinking about her. Leel code 18. Dati alima. I kept my watch of her. And she was never had relations with the non-Jew. And Rebbe then used the child's testimony to machsha her to marry Kohane. That's certainly a total matter. The Kohen can't marry a Zona. The Kuna didn't cease. And the requirement to marry a woman of purity after Korban Abayis? So what does the Gemara answer? She was a shvuya. You know, we don't, you know, see Rashi. The Sveika Ba'almahi. Midiyarashi should be permitted by Chazaka. A person or a Chepzer remains in its presumptive state unless we have direct evidence of a change. So remember the sugi of Chazaka Barov in Parakama de Kulin that we mentioned, mm-hmm. right? We discussed in the first meeting. So where are we? The Mechaber has decided that we can rely on the testimony of a non-Jew Akfela that there's no Indian of Tam Ki'ikar on the basis of his testing the mixture. So we asked, how is this possible? Assuming that the Gemara and Baba Kama applies to all invalid witnesses, including non-Jews, doesn't this din violate the klal of Rabashi in the sugya there? Okay, if that's all you take away, that's the question. In fact, let's make it even clearer. In the base Yosef, the Mechaber explicitly has written that we rely on a kfela afilu a no Mesiach Lefi Tumo. And a Stam Goy only Mesiach Lefi Tumo. What's the difference, by the way? A Kfela doesn't have to be Mesiach Lefi Tumo, but a Stam Gentile does. So the difference is the Ron and others explain is that the Kfela has a professional reputation to preserve. And we're going to taste the mixture ourselves afterwards and know if he was lying, so there's extra protection. Does this constrain all Goyim? No. How is it that we accept this Aegis when Ravashi laid down a general rule that would apply no? We do not have accessible to us the Rabbonin answer of the Nikhil Shodavorim, since you've already seen that we follow Rabbeinu Tam and Tam Kikar in Min HaTorah Bashar Devarim, right? So we, don't have, we can't answer what the Gemara does. So the Shach in Sif Cut and Bays answers as we sort of suggested. The disqualification for testimony, Mesiach Lefi Tumo in Isurim Diorisa, applies only where we cannot confirm the testimony later. In the case of this Tarogas, the facts are available once we taste the mixture ourselves. You give it to the guy, he tastes it, he says, There's no taste of whatever. I taste it. Get out of here, right? This constrains the non Jew in his testimony. And so he's Neman if he's a Kfela, Afilue no Mesich Lefitumo, and only Mesich Lefitumo if he's not. 
The Shach then cast the Kfela description in the Sugya as Dafka a requirement to be reliable if he isn't Mesich Lefitumo, and not, as some Rishonim have suggested, Orcha Demilsa, namely the usual case of who would be used as a taster. In other words, when it says a Kfela, they mean a Kfela. They don't just say, oh, well, usually you would ask a Kfela, right? Yes? But isn't that circular? Isn't that circular? Because we're saying, we're not sure whether we should, we should rely on this guy because he's a non-Jew, he's a Mesich Lefitumo, all, all you know, fingers point to not allowing this to happen. But because we're going to taste it later based on what he said, which we weren't sure if we would accept to begin with, you understand that? Yeah, so the, so the point is, you have, two, um, you have two standards here. So you have, if, he, if we have the lo meira chezkese, he's not going to want to ruin his professional reputation, you can understand that, right? Sure. So that's sort of a constraint. And if he's mesiyah lefitumo, he doesn't know what to answer, right? He, why would he go one way or the other? You know, but but I, uh, yeah, I I understand what you're saying, but I I don't, I don't. Well, you'll be happy. Are you of Ashkenazic persuasion? I am. You will be very happy because the Ramah will come along and say we never see in our world that you rely on Goyim for anything. Right. I, I'm just and following the Shari Dura. Right. Whether you do or don't, I, I just don't think that being able to verify whether his description was accurate should ever come into play because it, it, it's the whole thing should be a non-starter. Meaning, if with the only ba- uh, my question is, the Shach stands very sure. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I mean, because yeah. because if this because guy's going to lose his job, he's going to worry about it. So it doesn't. Well, but he accepts the Lomei Rachezka say. He's saying a stam a stam Gentile may see it with Pitumo. That or even even the Lomir Chaskase, even the Kfela, because the whole thing I mean maybe with the Kfela it's a little bit different, but the whole the whole reason that you're you're allowed to taste this, why don't you just taste it right away? No, because we need someone to tell us. Well we don't know if we can trust that guy. But you'll be able to taste it by trusting you mean you have to trust him in order to get the well, So we have another know. reason That's that constrains his he can't just lie and know he can get away without compunction. Now, if we think that we have no constraint over him, and he's not dependent on us for a livelihood, or we, you know, whatever, and he could get away with it, then we wouldn't trust him. But if we have some reason to think that he's constrained by that, you know, like we own the mortgage on his business, and he says, ha-ha, gotcha, make you trade, right? Uh, you know, then so I, I, don't, I don't find it so illogical, right? I can okay, see... So Lomerichaskase is, is a very strict low Merechazkase. It's like the, the precise conditions that will make sure we are 100% right. positive. And where do they get that from? Why does the Ron say that? Because it says time la kfela. So otherwise you'd say time la eno Yehudi. So he right. wants to accept, right? So what are the two possibilities? Again, my point being is, you know, not to argue for the logic or say that the logic is inescapable or whatever. It's to point out the source in the sugya. That the sugi says time luck fails. Somebody could say, just deber a kasu behove. They just right. took the regular case. Or the other opinion is no. He said kfeli meant kfeli. Right now, how do I know? However, one sec, I'll get to you. How do I know that the kfeli isn't because the kfeli has a more educated palate? Because you know he's the galloping gourmet, right? You know he's got a more educated palate. Because the Jew can taste it, Ah. And so the Rishonim say time luck kohen. It doesn't say time luck. Kohen Kvela. Time la Kohen. Any Kohen. Any Kohen. Right? Even me. And God knows, I didn't even know you could make cakes at home. I do nothing in the kitchen. Right? Time plus Kvela so, is Dafka. What? Time plus Kvela is Dafka. Yeah. But it had to be for another reason. Right. And what would the reason be? Not for taste. It has to be parallel to... So therefore the Ron comes up to Lomé say. Make sense? Right? These guys are good, these Rishonim. They're smart guys, right? They read the Gemara carefully, right? And by the way, this is halacha. You see how it's the balancing of all the she- of all the texts, right? And that's how they come to it, right? They're faced with this material. So the way we're learning is I, we lay out all the material and then we try to find a way to put it together. That's what they did. That's exactly what they did. We're following in the footsteps of the Rishonim. Yeah. We can still defend a regular non-Jew. Not okay, and how? Yeah. Okay, that's enough of an answer, no? Yeah, because no, but I he doesn't be- know that we're relying on him. So yes. Lying doesn't come to the picture. Like and in be- particular, well, but he might say, you know, let me just be, you know, um, contrary, right? But 
but if he's conflict, but if it's Milsa Davida Ligluye that's going to come out. I'm hesitant to rely on, on anything else besides Mustafa Bidumo. The fact is that he says it and he doesn't know we're relying on him. The point right. is that he said it innocently. So once right. he said it innocently. Okay, I'm with no you. I'm with you because I would say that that makes good shot. It just that, you know, Yehoshua uh, is not going to like it. But, you know, but it makes good okay. shot. And I'll tell you why. Because it makes the reason why there's a difference between Kfela doesn't have to be basically Kfutumo and everybody else does. Yeah. You need a constraint. Okay. Right. Okay. And the, just logical to point out, you can just say it's like Raglain the Devar. It's not the important argument, but if you don't like it, but you can still say, and by the way, we're going to find out anyway. Right. Maybe that's just a by the way for you. It has to be because just okay. because you say it's rational that, that I'm sorry. Just, I'm so sorry. are you happy with it though? If we say it as like a by the way, it, I yeah. think you don't have any other option because yeah. what, you're, what Mordechai is saying is that that. Um, that, well, listen, he's doing it innocently. Very nice. The Gemara doesn't accept that, though. The Gemara doesn't accept Misiyah Fituma and Doraisos. That's okay. it. It's too bad. Uh, you have to say it's Reglan Lodar or else you... Okay. I mean, this is my favorite answer. My favorite answer is going to be like the Taz if we're going to do that. Ah, so let's yeah, do the Taz right, right now. Yeah. Okay, but let's... One, one second. You want well, to no, jump it's, in. It's just, I mean, the whole... Because we're going back You to want to give an impassioned uh, defense of non-Jews? No. It goes back to like d- the different sources because, from what I recall correctly, if I, if I recall the, um, I thought the, that the Beit Yos- the Beit Yosef was the one who really talked talk about Mosiach Lebitzimo because the Rambam essentially makes any goy kasha. Right. And therefore, he, that was problematic. So therefore, he had to find. He said, but, but he said because of these issues, therefore it must be Lefiach Lebitzimo. So that summary shown him just read it very straight. That uh, that even not misyach lefitumo, you can okay. accept that, which is where the taz would would come. That's why I was going to ask about the taz. You mentioned the shach. The only way to make sense of that would be. So that's why I did yeah. the shach first because I want to, I want to proceed to the taz yeah. then, right? So the, um, somebody want to read the taz first slowly. Mordechai, you mentioned it. How about if you read it? Is it, good? Is it? No, it's not. No, here. it's not in here actually. Um, where is it? Does anybody have it? It's uh, Sunday, first one. Second. Sivkat and what? I don't have my... Sivkat and Bet. Sivkat and Bet. What's the Amud in that edition? Uh, number two. Number two. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so it's on the first page. Okay, read slowly yeah. though. Okay. So Kasavadrisha. Oh uh, sorry, the the Rumsal Gitamanu guide. Kasavadrisha. Osalaf Mida Asar Bi Israel Limitaim Bo Yesh Lamo Chipamsha Imlawasar Litombo Shono Ad Kamashona. Okay. So so the Drisha says that the fact that it's usher for Yisrael to taste... Um, he's learning another din, right? What's the din that he's learning? He's uh, just learning whether or not lechicha belashon constitutes tasting or not, right? Can you lick or something? And he has a nafkamina with a mara. Anybody know what a mara is? Gallbladder. gallbladder right. Okay. So if an animal was born without a gallbladder, it might not be kosher, but... It, or I mean, if your gallbladder burst, it might not be kosher, right? So the you taste with the tongue to see whether or not there's bitterness there, whether there had been a gallbladder or not. Go ahead. Why is the gallbladder missing? What? Why is the no, no. The, might, maybe the gallbladder is missing. We want. We're trying to establish whether or not the animal was born without a gallbladder, or whether it its gallbladder burst. And that would okay. Be a and it might be trafe. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh. So. Um, okay, you can skip all that. Okay, okay that's just about team up a little. Yeah, so where are we going to? Okay, the last four lines. Yeah. The last four lines. Yeah. Of the top. 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 Of the that we don't believe in Selfie Tumor, we don't rely on that, um, on Yisurin Doraisa. 
That's where specifically where we need Adas. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is not the case here, right? Surrender. So, Shapir Mahani de Bazel, Loba Inan Edos Gemura, Ella Fe Imishlanu Hochacha Sagi. So, here we're not talking about Edos Gemura. It's just like a proof in general. It's, it's just a proof is enough. Teda de Ha Eda Hanema Visur and Lahatir. So, Eda Hanaman. We have a whole cloud in, in Shas, the Edechad Neman Bisurim. Mashma that it isn't Edus, right? Because Isurim is different. It's the, the emphasis on Edechad Neman Bisurim is not to say that it's an aid that's Neman. I mean, to say that Bisurim, it's not Edus. You don't need Al Shnayim Edin Yakumadavar, right? Yes. Okay? All right. So what is he saying? He's saying that all this kind of Kashras uh, is only Gilui Milsa. That's all. It's not Adis. It's all circumstantial. Okay. Or, you want to or, call it that? Or, by, or I'm cautious. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I shouldn't, I'm cautious yeah. about calling it circumstantial yeah, evidence, that, right? Yeah. But, um, the, but it's not Adis. It's not full Adis with all the requirements of Adis. Right? It's a probability rather than... Uh, well, I don't even know if I want to say that. I want to say that you can... Um, the Torah doesn't require Adis, which is a... A institution with a capital I in, right? But it just requires be, it just information. Based in, right? it's, yes, it just requires okay. information, right? No, yes. The reason I say about probability and things like this, we we had the whole sigil of Chazaka where where you have ten pieces of meat and you can actually mutter to have one of them, right? Okay. If, if you. So that's prob- that's certainly probability. You can just easily assume. Yeah, but because you have probability elsewhere, doesn't mean it's probability everywhere, right? So I want to say, just say right, okay. this: if I do a, t- if I if if I turn to a, somebody and say, do a test for me, yeah. whether or not they're, if we were able to make a machine yeah. that um, determines whether or not the flavor's there, do I need two people? Because when he gives me information, the, I need to have ADIS? No, it's no. not ADIS. Right. Okay, it's just Louis Milsa. That's all. So the Taz's answer is nice and easy, but yeah. if we just read the Taz, we wouldn't have had any fun, right? So <laughs> I want to do the shock first because of the complications, and then we wind up with the Taz to say, by the way, does the Torah explicitly, what's the classic case where the Torah explicitly believes one person? Neither. Neither. What's the uh, expression? Yeah, Besafrala. When the Torah says Besafrala, mm-hmm. that she can count for herself. Right, and they seem to count that as almost like Adis, right? Okay, now is that Adis or is that the the absence of like we're, we're explaining it in the negative? That yes, yes, the absence I'd say, of a requirement. I'd rather say it that way because mm-hmm. I don't see any of the requirements of Adis there, right? right? Yeah. You know, so it's a little bit yeah. more politician. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so that leaves us then easily with either the Shach to Matirit as. Uh, you know, um, uh, Adis or the Taz to just say that all these are Hetters, Gilui Milsa. In which case, then, could you have a woman as a Machshira? On the surface, yes. Unless we want to argue from the Gemara in Psachim, their woman isn't um, considered Nemenes Omdika because they don't, um, they're not. Uh, they don't take the tircha, the time to worry about halacha. That's I'll leave you to figure that out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, but then in you can never suffer Allah. So. Yeah. Okay. So here we are. I, I, I find generally, by the way, that when I get your day shilas from Balvatim, it's always the wife who calls who cares more. By the way, mm-hmm. so the wife could he traced up my kitchen. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so they take more of a proprietary, you know, proprietary. Uh, uh, um, on uh, matters of kashrus, um, my mother would always say to me, "Don't give me any shachantas, you know. You're too makeil." I said, "Mom, that's the lacha, you know." She uh, didn't want to, you know. She had all kinds of extra homers. Um, and yeah. I like the taz just for the year because the, the gemara never says anything about mesiach mitumo anywhere. And so, if you're gonna it, like, it makes sense to either according to Ram, Rambam makes flows according to the taz, and the ones that take fela flow. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of issues. I mean, I understand what's going on in terms of combining all the Rishonim, but I had just have a lot, just looking at the Gemara itself. Shouldn't have had been explicit about somewhere that uh, about these issues. Well, the only know. thing is that we have lots of places in Halakha where we bring in different requirements from different sugyas. Yeah, we do. No, right? I'm just, so yeah. it, you know, um, that's sort of the process of Halakha. 
for shach or taz Sorry? Is there a preference for shach or taz Generally, the shach is considered, uh, um, you know, more stark. Why right? is that? Okay. I, I, you know, I, um, I, maybe I'll give you some, a little bit on them as post-scheme and svarim next time, maybe. Okay. But uh, generally, if we uh, if you have an explicit prima gaudim, he would trump both because halacha kibasrai. But but generally, um, the, the shach is the safer's a little bit more, you know, explicit and a little less patzar. So I, I heard rumors that that from people in various some of the old old style rabbanim here, I think, who aren't known are not around anymore. People who were in Rav Katz, as that's all Shear. Yeah. That uh, that there were differences in different places in Europe. They followed some followed shocks, some followed ties. There's a little bit yeah. of a tradition of that. I'll give you some yeah. insight into that maybe yeah. when we look at the, well, the my my my, my challenge in general is it's hard for me to figure out you know when you have two opinions that seem to be you know logical kind of. 50, well, I'll give 50. you another thing. So yeah. you know. So, so then, when you, how do you choose? On, which on one? The, so I would tell you yeah. that on the and another thing that. Um, a lot of times we talk around here, and there's certain gedolim here who talk like halacha is a science, like it's like mathematics. Right. But the fact of the matter is, you've heard the expression, there's a famous tshuva, there's a whatever. So the operative tshuvos usually are like minhag. Mm-hmm. You sort of have to know like what the tshuvos are. That's so, how the Shulchan Aruch talks all yeah, the time. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I'll lay out for you, sometimes, you know, like in modern times we follow... In the dishwasher, we follow this mm-hmm. pose, which is generally the way people answer questions. And that's sort of what it, it, the the classic article to read is, of course, Professor Soloveitchik's Rapture and right. whatever Rapture it's called. Reconstruction, yeah. Yeah. Rapture. <laughs> yeah. Which, where he talks about that there's a mimetic <laughs> tradition of halacha. And I would just take it a step well, further and say there's a mimetic tradition of what the Important post scheme and svarim are well, for certain in young, and that's what I because you know obviously and that goes back to the Gemara, right? Right, but that's but that's why I, we, since we come from that world, that, that's our challenge. That's my essentially my challenge because I don't necessarily know mimetically which. Yeah. So we'll try to lay it out, but the yeah, fact yeah. is, the fact is, I want to say that you know one way to establish that is to look. You know, you can see um, there's a Kabbalah that we follow something. If you go on the Barilan Shuva website, you'll find that that is opinion is quoted much more in modern Shuvas yeah. than the others. You can right. actually test it. But yeah. we go back to the Gemara that there were certain authorities who were considered greater for certain things, like Hilchasa Kirav Isure, mm-hmm. right? It'll say, you know, the Gemara will actually say, wherever you have Rav and Isure, you follow him. Yes, sir? Uh, I, just, I, was, I guess this is kind of, I don't know if you answered this already when we were just talking about, did Halacha Kibastrai ever end? Because it seems like at, at a certain point, like, people will just be, you know, regurgitators of, you know, oh, Ramosha, what does Ramosha say? Ramosha says the halacha is like the Ramah, or whatever, meaning... So I actually had a kid of mine who was learning with me or something, a disagreement with me is what the sock should be, and he said, well, it's obvious like me, halacha, no, that's right. <laughs> so, you know, a chutzpah. So I said, um, you know, so the, the, the whole principle behind halacha, that's right, we could look at it, but the whole principle behind it is that if you have a later authority, he misstumbles saw the earlier authority, right. Mm-hmm. right? So he's reacting to it. <coughs> but it has to be balanced against the idea that a Rishon has greater authority than an Akro, right? right? So. Because the closer you are to the Misora, right? right, the 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 uh, the the more authoritative you are. So you have contrary impulses, right? So we'll look at some of the. Maybe we'll look in the. The Maritz Chiyas has a, a nice little piece on Halachi Kabasrai. It's been discussed in the, you know, by by Akronim that uh, they also grapple with these. Uh, I'm very interested in Klalei Absak. Always right. interested. Yes. My, I don't really go to, but does anybody actually take seriously aside from? I mean, some radicals like Faur who take seriously he says who criticize like the um, he leaves his illegal terms. He probably uh, something uh, majoris against minority, majority against minority, right. but actually goes back to. Rambam, who says that you follow whatever seems to make sense. Each Rav follows, each Besman follows whatever seems to make sense. So that's the, that's the big objection of the Yamshel Shlomo yeah. to the Beis Yosef. Right. So if you read the Hakdam of the Yamshel Shlomo, he says, what is this? The Beis Yosef lays out a principle that you have three Amute Halacha, right? The Rosh, the Rif, and the Rambam. And any two of the three agree, I'm going to follow them. So he says, 
how could that be? You yeah. should do the thing that makes the most sense to you, even if it's only a single one that does it. You see, you'll find that in the Akdama of the Amshel Shlomo, right? So, and by the way, the the Beis Yosef doesn't really, um, kind of, yeah, you know, follow yeah. that orthodoxly. But yeah. I will point out that it just didn't to argue for that, and that's this: if I don't consider myself, right, um, capable of judging between two greats. I guess I'll follow the majority opinion, right? Yeah. So, you know, th- now you can't take that too far. I once had a uh, man, an old man, I'll end with this, a uh, little mice, old man came into shul, and I said to him, he didn't have tefillin. We're done shul. I said, can I get you a pair of tefillin? He says, Rashi and Rabbeinu Tama of Machlokas, I should get in the middle. <laughs> uh, he didn't wear tefillin. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Stay in touch with me. Some of you are sending me good questions. Okay, by the way, if you go to, I'm answering questions now that I think are relevant on my, uh, somebody built for me a nice little website called robglickman.com. Oh, nice. If you go on it, I'm doing two things on there. I'm reading with a bunch of guys the halachic mind, the rough halachic mind. So I'm reading on there and I'm sort of explicating it as we go along. They're struggling to read it and then I'm sort of explaining a lot of the philosophy behind it. And then some people are starting to send me your day questions from around the world. So there's a guy from from South Africa, Dan Harwitz, who sent me a very good kasha about the Ramban sheep at Tom Kikar. So I'm answering that and I'm answering other questions. So if you go in there, you'll find some stuff. Just a really 